more tips, tricks, and techniques to look your best for online meetings. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Clear. Get to the front of the line faster, safer, touchless. Get two months of Clear free at clearme.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a two-part conversation with Jeff Carlson about some of his research and an article he recently penned about looking your best for online meetings, Zoom, Skype, Teams, whatever, using your DSLR. This time around, we start to get into a little more of the hardware discussion, but also a few more tips and techniques that you can use that will set you above the competition. So let's go right back and let Jeff do the talking. <laughs> there's uh, there's a great Twitter account, and uh, I, I think it's called Rate My Skype Room, uh, at Rate My Skype Room. Um, and if, if if you haven't seen it, it, it's great because basically they take screenshots of you know usually like like the people who are on the news, people who are on TV, celebrities, and you know and, and we'll just just rate it like give it a you know a, a number out of ten and comment and you know quite often you'll see you know maybe somebody who's high up in the government but they look like they're on their laptop and you know they're they're positioned so that like you only see part of them <laughs> or or the, you know they're, they're looking down because the, the the laptop is like showing most of the ceiling um you know and so uh this this Twitter account, which I'm sure just started off as a lark, um, now, you know, we'll, we'll mention like camera placement and it's nice that you've got some plants in the background and you've got good balance and good depth and, and all this. And what's funny is the celebrities and the, and, and the news people who, who also follow this, like they will change their setup and, you know, based on, on this, this feedback. And so, you know, maybe in, you know, March, it sort of looked like somebody was making a hostage video. And then in late May, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they had like much better light and they had, you know, a, a bookshelf or you know, moved to a different room, like that sort of thing. Yeah, you're, you're right. And it's been an interesting evolution over the past year because of the pandemic that some people really do get it. And they, they've made some efforts to upgrade their game. And others, no matter how many times I suggest, you know, please don't put your nice bright picture window behind you. You know, yeah. they just they just can't help it. And so as a result, they look like they're constantly in witness protection. Yeah. And, and that doesn't help your credibility. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, context is everything. You, If you want to get a better image, you do have to work for it. And so part of the reason for this article and, and, and the others that I've written are, you know, all right, like here are the things that you can do and here are the things that you should know in advance. Because, I mean, it would be so easy to say, okay, you want to look really good. All right, go and buy this $700 camera and this $500 lens and these, you know, $200 LED panels and you're going to need this cam link, you know, like you could just sort of drop that. And in fact, um, part of what we did in this article was, you know, sort of give some, some general numbers like, okay, if you're going to start from scratch, expect to pay maybe this much. If you have 
a DSLR in a drawer that would work, then, you know, subtract that amount um, just to kind of give people an idea. But it's not like, you know, I've got a laptop with a webcam and I can open it up and turn it on. Like, obviously that works, but it's probably not going to look as good. In fact, I can do a little quick comparison, perhaps um, if I. Oh, sorry. Uh, it says I can't change devices while recording. Okay, never mind. Oh yeah, I'm not going to show that today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's really easy to get mediocre but acceptable, but mediocre but acceptable results, and you can put in a little bit of work and a little bit of money and get much better results if you know how to do it. And so part of this this education is also, you know, look, I've tested these things out. I've looked at some various options and, you know, I would recommend yes, you can absolutely connect a USB cable and use the free software, but it's likely going to be frustrating, so get a cam link and an HDMI cable and that, you know, makes your life 50% easier in terms of doing this because then we also have to remember like this is just the setup to make something uh look good like i want you focused on not oh is my camera working does it have enough power is it overheating is the lighting right like you just want that set so that you can focus on the meeting or the presentation or you know whatever you need to do um so let's see. We've talked about lighting. I do want to touch on that for just a second, though. Um, yeah. Do you do you have any thoughts on these uh, the ring lights that we see uh, so many people using or so many people pushing? Um, now I know mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly what you have. I have two LED panels up on stands, um, mm -hmm. but the ring lights seem to be so popular. And folks, if you haven't seen them, they are just that. They are a a, a a, a light ring. Jeff apparently is going to pull one out of his hat. Um, <laughs> um, the, yeah. The, the, the other side of, of, of writing these has been, I've had to accumulate a whole bunch of, um, whole bunch of stuff. So, so it, it's literally like a ring. And if I have a power source, that's easy to find. I do not. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, it, okay. But the, yeah. the, the idea is that the camera is shoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea of the camera shoots, um, you put the camera behind the ring light like Jeff is doing now. And so it's giving your face, at least in theory, a nice, even light and definitely, yeah. you know, and, and so, and I've seen mixed results in my opinion, Jeff, but what's your opinion of the ring lights? So, so my opinion, actually, like like a ring light can be really good um, because, and especially something that that's a little bit larger. Um, you can get some that are only you know maybe like a, a few inches in uh, in diameter. Um, in general, when you're working with light, if you have a larger light source, you're going to end up with with um, softer light. Um, so I also have, I think we have the, the exact same, uh, brand of, of, uh, LED panels. So I have an LED panel. It's like 13 inches tall by maybe 14 or 15 inches wide, just two rectangles sitting up here That's um, right. th that I can, I, I can control like the, the amount of light and the color of the light. And that's, that's really 
um, nice and can give me a, a pleasing effect. Um, having a slightly bigger ring light will give you sort of more more light so it's not nearly as focused on you so you don't look like you're in a spotlight. Um, and so, yeah, if in a lot of situations, a ring light works great, except if you have glasses. And that's the thing. Um, I have glasses. And so if, if I had this and if it was turned on, um, every time I looked at the camera, because the, you know, the camera shooting through the ring light, um, I would look like I was possessed. In fact, one of the, the, the articles um, at Reincubate that talks about lighting and, and that sort of setup, um, you know, I have pictures of me and like, it, you know, the, it just reflects and looks like I have demon eyes. And, you know, again, you, you don't want the other person on the end thinking, wow, they look really bad and crazy. And every once in a while, you'll see celebrities with glasses and, you know, they'll the the ring light will sort of bounce in and out as they move their head and it's it's just distracting. So if you don't wear glasses, it can be a great option. Um if you do wear glasses, eh, it's not so good. Yeah. And and you just kind of skipped over there the the idea of controlling the color of your LEDs. Oh, uh, yeah. There's there's some ring lights that will let you do that. There's some ring lights that just, you know, are fluorescent Last and those are the kind of you'll probably find for like fourteen ninety nine in a in a department store somewhere and it's like no don't just just don't waste your money really it's not worth it it's because yeah. because yeah. then you don't come out looking possessed you look like you're you're in a lineup or something um, <laughs> you know it, it just yeah. is not a good look at all yeah I uh, I think the one that I just dropped on the floor. Um, I think that was probably maybe $35 and that's kind of mid range. Um, and it has, I want to say two or three just preset colors. So I can't, you know, like turn a dial and make it warmer or softer. I mean, sorry, warmer or cooler. Um, but I can say like, I want sort of bluish light or I want orangish light, or I want just kind of straight whitish light. So, and of course, you know, this being uh, a photographically adjacent uh, industry, uh, you can spend a whole lot more for things that are much more complicated. But again, do you really need to? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we did lights. We did power. We mm -hmm. did lenses, I think, to your satisfaction. If not, you know, jump in if there's anything else we should know about lenses. Um what haven't we touched on, Jeff? That folks oh, maybe well, should so, be aware of. So one thing that I'll that I'll mention about lenses, uh, and this also applies to cameras too, is focus. So one of the nice things about a lot of webcams, um, and actually the the iPhone is great at this too, is um, it, it's very good at keeping you in focus because again, it doesn't have a real shallow depth of field; it has a real deep depth of field, and so that means. You know, like anything from here to back here will just be in focus. Now, uh, you know, with with my camera here, you'll notice as I put my hand in front of me, my hand is 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 not in focus, and that's because I chose to to set the camera into manual focus so that basically I want to say like you know a couple of inches in front of me and probably like the the depth of my head, like that is in focus. So that, uh, you know, as I move around, as long as I don't move forward and backward a lot, then um, I'm going to be basically in focus. 
some cameras uh, can actually track your focus. And that can be really good, especially if you do move around or if you're in a, in a, in a position where, um, you know, maybe there's, there's more depth in the scene. Um, and, you know, and some cameras, the Sony cameras especially, are really good at this. Uh, you know, they, they use AI to, to, to notice, like, you know, where your face is and it focuses on your eye and you can actually, you know, track where you are and it, it automatically adjusts the autofocus for that. Um, there's a, there's a, a video example of that in, in the article. Um, but, uh, you know, some cameras just aren't as good at that. And so, um, you may run into a situation where, you know, maybe you're, you're, you know, talking or whatever, and for whatever reason, the camera decides to focus on a book behind you. Because to it, it's like, okay, well, that's like, I've, I found a good enough contrast to focus on that. And it's sort of sitting there, it's not moving. So that must be the thing to be in focus. Well, then, you know, you're doing your, your meeting and you're out of focus. And again, it becomes distracting. Um, or there are some cameras that are, um, and actually some, some lenses that just focus more slowly. So if you are moving, you know, it, it may have to hunt for focus and you get this sort of, um, this, this shift, it's called lens breathing where, you know, the, the, the edges of the, um, the frame are actually moving as the lens, you know, moves in and out trying to get the focus. And so again, that could also be distracting. My, my X-T3 does a pretty good job, but, um, you know, some lenses that I have focus faster. The, the the autofocus motor is just better. Some of them don't. And so for something like this, where I'm like, I'm not moving around, I'm basically staying in this spot right here. It makes more sense for me to just put it on, excuse me, just put it on manual focus and, and leave it at that. But, but autofocus is definitely something that you're going to want to play with. And, you know, if, if you have a nice fast lens and a camera that can handle it, then you don't have to worry about it. And, you know, that can also be good. Like say, you know, you, you have something that you want to show on the camera, you know, you would like put it close to the camera and then the camera would automatically focus on that. And then, you know, you move it and then it would find the focus back on you again. You know, it, it depends on what you're looking for, what, what you need, um, for our conversation here, it's really, you know, we're talking heads talking to each other. So um, I don't really need complicated autofocus. But if if you have bad autofocus, you really notice it. If you have good autofocus, you probably don't notice it, and that's that's fine. And if you can just put it in manual focus, then you don't have to worry about it. And again, like that's a distraction that's that's no longer uh, part of the equation. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Clear. Get to the front of the line faster, safer, and touchless with Clear. I'm not a big fan of standing in lines, and I bet you aren't either. So when we can avoid them, it's always a good thing. Clear does just that in some of the longest lines out there, the airport lines. With Clear, all you need is your face and your eyes to be identified as who you are. No more juggling your wallet or purse, no more digging out your ID, or then being concerned later that maybe you didn't put it back where it belongs? Just go through the clear line, be recognized, 
and you are cleared to go. And clear doesn't just work at airports. Clear is now at stadiums, concert spaces, offices, restaurants, and other places where lines are a barrier to what you want to enjoy. Over 5 million people are already using Clear for seamless experiences worldwide. You can and should be the next to sign up. You start the sign-up process now, online, and then finish it at the airport, and use Clear right then and there to get your trip started right. Clear is the absolute best way to help you get back to what you love. They have locations in over 35 airports across the country, making it even safer, easier, and faster to reunite with loved ones or take that much-needed vacation. It works great with PreCheck, too. And right now, for a limited time, you can get your first two months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com slash macvoices and use the code macvoices. That's clear, C-L-E-A-R, me, M-E, dot com slash macvoices. And the code macvoices for your first two months of clear for free. Clearme.com slash macvoices and the code macvoices. Sign up now, check in at the airport, and go enjoy your vacation. Thanks to Clear for their support of Mac Voices. You've probably seen the lens breathing thing on on some Skype calls, depending, and because that I, I can't, I won't tell you which computers or you know which programs do it, but you can tell that somebody has maybe leaned forward forward for a second, then leaned back, and you mm-hmm. can tell the camera's struggling. It's like, oh, which where where is he going to land? You know, which which one should I do? Another thing yeah. though that <clears throat> I don't think I've ever done this intentionally on the show. I think it's happened once or twice unintentionally. <laughs> but my camera, I will I will do the focus thing, and mm-hmm. then I get a little box around myself, and it'll stay there now for a little while as it tries to figure out just exactly how you know where I should be, and in a minute right. it'll go away. I bring it up only, as Jeff said, you know, for convenience sake, if you have a camera like this and you don't have it in a regular position, it means you're going to want to get on that call just a couple, just, you know, a minute, minute and a half early, hit that focus button and make sure that you're looking good before you connect with the other person. Um, Because otherwise it looks like, you know, you're being sought out by a sniper or something. And it's it's distracting at at the very least. I was going to say, put a red filter on this and I feel like I'm the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, looking at you <laughs> through, through my, exactly. my, my, my Terminator goggles. Um, actually, th- this brings up another good point um, in that, uh, you know, it, it would be tempting to say you could use any old camera. Um, but one thing that you want to look for if you're using a, a mirrorless or a digital uh, DSLR um, is, is whether it has clean HDMI out. And what that means is... Um, you know, if you have, well, sometimes what the camera will output is just basically what it um, what it puts on the the LCD on the back of the screen, um, which you know in most cases is perfectly fine. So it's it, it's just passing along that signal. But what's typically also on the back of the LCD screen is the um, you know. All, all the stuff around it, like the focus box and how many shots you have left and, uh, you know, a light meter, like like all that all that stuff around the edges. Some cameras, you just can't get rid of it. And so, you know, you may get a nice, high-resolution, well-lit, wonderful uh, image out of that camera, but if you can't get rid of all that stuff, everybody's going to think that they're, you know, 
operating your camera or something. like it's super super distracting um i i have a friend who he, he has a um i want to say it's like it's like a sony model that you know he picked up just as a small snapshot camera it works great for that and he's like oh i'll just repurpose this and he 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 cannot turn that off and i know that on some older canon dslrs uh you can't turn that off unless you like there's a an unauthorized hack that you uh like add to the firmware of the camera and basically if you put the words hack and firmware together um, unless you really want to you know be adventurous i stay away from that like <laughs> i don't want to fry my camera just because i want to get rid of that kind of stuff so that's one of the things to to keep in mind is um, you know, see if if it has uh, clean HDMI out. Sometimes it'll say um, you might just have to do an, an internet search to see if if that's possible. Yeah, I've I've got a couple of those cameras, and that's why I'm using this one because yeah. God knows why it, it it doesn't make any sense because those cameras are video capable. They have HDMI out. So in the days before the pandemic, I would want to take and and send the uh, the video from the camera out maybe to a monitor to, or to a big screen. Mm -hmm. I, why would I want the controls showing up on that? <laughs> but it does. You know, so, yeah. yeah, that's a great point, Jeff. That's a really great point. Um, okay, clean HDMI we add to the to the list. Um, <laughs> you see, I, like like this is the whole reason for 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 doing an article like this because you dig into it, you're like, oh oh, I needed to think about this too. Um, uh, we can also talk a little bit about video quality because uh, uh, you know most mirrorless, like modern mirrorless or DSLR cameras, will shoot 4K video. And of course, your first thought is, oh, 4K, like that's really good resolution. That's what my TV does. And so I'm going to look fantastic because I'm in 4K resolution. Well, that's the idea, um, except uh, there are a lot of reasons why that wouldn't work. So for, for example, uh, 4K is a massive amount of data, so trying to push 4K worth of data over an internet connection, especially a home internet connection frequently, um, it's it's just too much. Um, so it'll either you know slow down or lose frames or or just uh, just not work. Um, and so even though your camera may be 4K capable, uh, you probably won't get any 4K resolution, especially if you're using zoom. So zoom, in fact, um, you know, it has a little checkbox in there. I think that says like use HD, which is great, except to zoom HD is 720p resolution. So I, I think what we are at right now is 1080p, which is um, HD or full HD. It's also called FHD. And, um, you know, that's that's sort of a good it's it's high resolution but the the amount of data is enough so that it, it can you know get sent without a whole lot of of difficulty um so even if you have a really nice wonderful picture going into your camera and then your camera to your computer well that video then has to go up to say zoom servers and so that's going to get downsampled and compressed 
And in fact, um, it may not even be 720p. It may be 360p, which is less than HD, because um, especially like at peak times, and this came about again because everybody suddenly was doing school and work at home. Uh, you know, like the the internet just couldn't keep up with all that data, and so they throttled everything down. There's a um, there's a screen in the Zoom settings, and I'm sure. The, the same thing might appear in, in other, you know, teams and things like that. I haven't looked um, that will tell you what your current resolution is. And so, you know, you may be seeing a nice crisp 1080p signal. The person on the other end is probably seeing, you know, your nice lighting, but it's going to be massively lower resolution. And there's really nothing you can do about that. And in fact, um, one of the things that I found with my friend in Portland, because um, he had a Sony camera that was set to 4K. And um, it kind of looked good, except that there was a lot of um, sort of moiré effects and some pixelation. And because I think either his camera or his computer was, was trying to break that down into something more manageable to send. And so when he changed his camera settings to 1080p, even though everything coming through was getting converted to 1080p. When the camera was 1080p, it matched more what the computer was expecting and the image was much better. So there's a there's a good video comparison. And you can see like 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 the edges of his hair just it it, it shimmers weirdly because um, you know the the computer is trying to compress all that that data down. And by setting it to 1080p, it basically didn't have to do all that work. And so the image looked much better. So resolution is one of those things where you're like, yeah, I want a 4K camera. Great. It's never going to use 4K on, on these kind of calls. It's great if, if you're if you're just recording locally and you can do stuff with it, but you know, don't don't get hung up on, ooh, it's 4K. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you are not running a, a TV studio here, folks. I mean, no, no matter how much you'd like to, you, <laughs> it's it's just not. And I love the fact that we've kind of wrapped up here, Jeff, on a, on a geeky note, um, because yeah, some of that, well, geeky in the sense that you know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're no, talking totally geeky, not totally, but enough that you know, again, the audience we're talking to with with this particular show is one that may understand that because they're going for something a little bit more than just what came with their computer, whatever their computer is, Mac, PC, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. So I'm going to have links in the show notes um, to make sure that uh, you can go right to Jeff's article. And I encourage you to do it because it's going to, it's good, going to have um, examples of all kind of the things that we've been talking about. And I've, I'm sure there are a few other things in there that we didn't get to just because of the nature of this. Um, so, Jeff, I've been thinking about this the whole interview. What's next with you? I mean, are What's you going to be showing us? Yeah. Are you going to be showing us how to use our drone cameras as our webcam? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be crazy. Um, I mean, uh, good lord, it's probably possible. possible? Um, the, <laughs> I see the wheels turning. I see the wheels turning, folks. I love it. <laughs> uh, at 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 one point, I I did think of this, um, but here's the thing, and th th this is like as much a Hollywood thing as 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 anything. Um, 
you know, the, the, the camera in a, a drone is actually really pretty good. Um, and quite honestly, like, you know, if you have nothing else, I believe it is probably possible. I guess it would, it would depend on, on how, the, the connection part would be tough, but, but, you know, you could plop your drone right on top of a, a desk or something and, and just have the camera pointed at you. Like that's, that's probably fine. Um, or, or maybe, you know, the, the, the drone is connected to the drone software on your phone and that's connected to your computer. Yes. Yeah, a dangerous thought. Um, <laughs> I'd say for, for my friends at reincubate, here's something to think about <laughs> for, for maybe a new product category. Um, but when you said that, no, I, I was thinking of, 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 of drone just like hovering right in front of me. And the problem of course is uh, sound. I don't know if 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 my microphone is picking this up, but you know my my 16 inch MacBook Pro, um, you know it's the, the the fan is going and it's it's fairly loud to me, and so just to have like a drone in here going um, would be um, it, it might fall on that scale of uh, nice video, totally distracting. Um, but it's that Hollywood thing where whenever you see a drone in, in movies or TV shows, like it's got a little sound. Um, I remember I was watching, I think it was a show daredevil on Netflix and, you know, they had a guy controlling a drone that was helping daredevil go through the woods and finding bad guys, you know, and, and, and the drone was like this high above him. And of course it's quiet, you know, it's like, no. <laughs> If you have a drone, you are not sneaking up on anyone. Trust me. But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the 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 April Fools' uh, reincubate article. How to how to connect your drone? Although, quite honestly, someone on YouTube has probably done it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, I think the truth of the matter is Jeff and I are both going to go and, and try to see if we can connect our drone cameras <laughs> next. And then, and, and so, so what we'll do, Jeff, is we'll take the drone and we'll hang it from a fish, a fish line. Take oh yeah. The, take the rotors off so it looks like they're spinning, and then we've, you know, oh. we've got it, and just, you know, and the stabilization won't be quite perfect on the fish line, but that's okay because that'll look like it's a real drone. Well, you 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 hang the fishing line from your ceiling fan, and you move the ceiling fan really slow so it looks like it's orbiting. <laughs> okay, I think the interview's uh, over because we're, yeah. we're way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this Jeff, this has been fun. Um, it's been it's fun. I hope it's been informational for uh, for folks because I think that there are people out there that do have the desire to look just a little bit better, and they may already have the gear in hand. I'm not sure it's something that, unless you do podcasting or something like I do, folks, that you want to invest in any any DSLR, high-end or low-end. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it definitely does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, again, because it's 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 photography, um, there are, I mean, you could spend, you know, $80,000 on a red camera, uh, you know, a red cinema camera. And I've seen, like, there are people on YouTube who use them to do their their podcasting and things like that and like 
God bless you if you have the money to do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, most of us don't really have a huge amount of money that we want to spend, or maybe we want to know where to spend that money in a smart way. And that's where something like this, I think, becomes helpful because, you know, yeah, you could throw money all around, but you can get a really good setup with a really good image and you don't have to spend a massive amount or go out and buy a brand new camera. Um, or, you know, and, and you'll see in the images, um, you know, like the, there are some cases where the, the iPhone you know, looks just as good or, you know, better than sort of what, what the baseline would be for most other cameras. Um, you know, one thing we didn't really touch on, but I can just mention briefly is the advantage with the, the iPhone camera is it's not just that, that it's a decent camera. It's that you have literally years and years and billions of dollars of research and development going into this camera. And so you, you get like a small sensor and, you know, small lenses and all of that, but you also get to take advantage of all of the, the image processing and the way the the camera is basically blending images in order to make a good overall exposure. And, you know, all of, all of that technology is light years ahead of, you know, just a standalone webcam or even the camera built into your camera. And that can make a huge difference if you're like, you know what, I have this old iPhone 8 lying around that I'm no longer using. I can just prop that up, plug it in, stick it on a tripod. It doesn't have to move. It can be like your setup where the camera's just always there. And when you have a call, you just turn it on and there you go. And it looks light years better than, um, you know, what you would get from your, your built-in camera. So that also works. So, you know, definitely go, go check out all the pictures and the examples um, because you, you might say, yeah, I would love to have this nice depth of field and I would love to have, you know, all the stuff that Jeff's been talking about, but I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time. I don't, you know, have the setup. I don't want to do the setup. I can get something that's like 80% of this ideal using just my iPhone, my old iPhone and this software and boom. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I know we have a couple of things to talk about in, in future shows, Jeff, that are completely different subjects, but until yeah. then, where can folks find you? Um, go to jeffcarlson.com. Um, I'll have a link to, to the, the article that I wrote there. Um, that's also where, you know, I have uh, recent uh, articles and things. Uh, I co-host a podcast with Kirk McElhern, uh called Photoactive, which is photoactive.co. And uh, because I've been around long enough, my Twitter and my Instagram are both at Jeff Carlson. I, I was able to snag my name early. So um, those, those are probably the best places to, to find me. Great. Thank you, Jeff. And of course, I'll make sure I have those in the show notes as well. So if you have questions or comments on this or Jeff's article or whatever, reach out to him. I know he would appreciate it. Definitely. Jeff, thank you. We, we will do it again. This has been so much fun. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me on. 
Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. We'll be back with more soon. But until then, go and see maybe what cameras you have laying around the house and what you can do with them. And if nothing else, check out Reincubate and Camo because I know you have an iPhone, right? You have to have an iPhone. <laughs> until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.